Hello, everyone, and welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is a journey to transform us from the beginning of the animated series with two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. Together, we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it's a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there were real-world factors that crept into the writing or if the cartoon was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan. I'm the lifelong fan. I'm familiar with pretty much all aspects of the, the uh, franchise, while Ed here is familiar with Transformers, but is really never something he got into when he was younger. So thanks so much for joining us, everyone. And uh, before we really get started, I want to reach, uh, go back and uh, give a little shout out to uh, someone who got a hold of us this past weekend, um, Jess Hudsick. Um emailed us something I've been asking everyone to do if they enjoy the show, but it was really cool to hear from someone who was so excited to hear things that they had noticed when um, her and her friend made a spreadsheet of uh, points in the episodes that were just, you know, cringy or funny or whatever. And I'm looking through their uh, the spreadsheet and it was really cool because I noticed a lot of things that we've been picking up on and some things that, you know, maybe we didn't really notice as much, but uh, it was really cool to see all that. Uh, so I want to say thanks for reaching out. It was really cool of you and made my night. I mean, I, I immediately texted Ed. I'm like, dude, 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 look, look at that. We got an email. <laughs> they, they said that they binged the entire season in a, in a weekend, and uh, that was the most impressive right. thing there. That was that was super. It was super cool. Thanks for the thanks entire for show. So, uh, yeah, entire show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty. That's pretty. That that yeah, that reminds me of yeah the things back in the day when I actually had time to do those kinds of things. But uh, anyway, I, I have a lot of things to say this week. So, um, right. So first of all, uh, I, I don't really buy a whole lot of, uh, memorabilia or things, uh, like this. I, I don't really have any, I, I don't own any Transformers things, but now I do. I, I got my first piece of Transformers merch since the mid eighties. Nice. Um, I was hanging out with a good friend of mine last night, uh, watching wrestling and, um, he, he's a big, uh, fan of magic, the gathering and, uh, brought me a sound wave magic oh. the gathering card i don't know if you can see that on camera yeah. the audio folks are i'm sorry but if you, if you youtube us you can see that i got a really a really cool uh uh foil uh sound wave uh card it's pretty cool I, I don't really play magic anymore and i was never huge into it but i uh i think i, I may have a couple of of decks laying around in my <laughs> vast uh gaming stuff i probably won't ever do anything with it but it looks really cool on my desk with some other car uh other uh, original art cards that i have uh hanging around um but, yeah uh, actually uh you shared that to me and i was i was really yeah happy to see that I, i'm actually wanting to get those cards especially and like i i really the only time i ever played magic was with you and uh aaron so i mean that was it oh yeah and i was not really good at it so uh obviously i didn't keep up with it but uh, oh, I'm, those I'm, are, really, I'm really bad. I'm I'm extremely bad at, uh, at magic well, and mostly in most games. I, I love games, but I'm very bad at games. Yeah. So, uh, um, oh, also, I I did finally do some research into Nissan vans. Like I said, I was gonna do all right last last, last week. Yeah. Um. So those things are the the C20 uh, or the C22 or the uh, the Cherry Vanette. It's not the Justy. The the Justy was a Subaru. Uh, that's so anyway, the, the, yeah, that's the like Cherry. Yeah. Right? Right, yeah, that's right. Um, so those the, the Cherry Vanette or the C20 was not actually sold in the United States until 1986. Oh, nice. so a couple of years after the after the animated series was out. But here's the thing with those though. So um, overseas, uh, those vans are total like workhorses. Um, they're they're just you know bare bones utility vans where they were uh, back then, right? Uh, but in the U.S., they ended up having to put these bigger engines in them to keep up with 
with like highway speeds and uh, like air conditioning, which is basically like a must for the uh, United States. Um, uh, neither of which are really a factor in markets that they were designed for, like Southeast Asia and uh, Japan um, and whatnot. So the problem with the body and the frame couldn't handle the engine they put into it. So yeah, it did. So it was the engine was too big and it was really crowded. So these things would just end up like bursting into flames, and every oh. one of them got every one of them got recalled. <laughs> they had the uh, the uh, the Pinto problem. Huh? They did, they did. Yeah, everyone got recalled. So, uh, um, but yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I finally got that out of my system. I was really happy to finally do some research into into Nissan vans. Uh, and, cool. uh, yeah, um, but uh, so I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of days ago about things related to this show, and uh, somehow he brought up uh, Jace and the Wheeled Warriors, mm. which, we, which we talked about a little bit. And yeah. um, man, you know, that show's theme song, so good. It, it is it is it's one of the best theme songs in all of cartoons it's uh it, it's so good it's, it's something that you would you think you'd hear in like a training montage on like rocky or blood sport or something <laughs> like that it, it's yeah. it's great it, it is it like or some karate kid thing like uh like you know you're uh you're punching like big slabs of meat or something like that for uh you know while your coach is there or whatever um and i'll and tell I don't, you that I don't really, oh, go ahead. if your wheels get you there it'll turn out right that's a great song. I, I don't even really, I don't even really care about the show. I just want to hear that theme forever. Like yeah. I, I want that. I want that on like my gym mix. I want to. I want to be able to, to work out to the show to the song, and I, and I can't because it's not. A, it's not like an iTunes or whatever. So, uh, um, yeah. You, you have any? You have any weirdly favorite theme songs from cartoons yeah, um, or shows or, or whatever? Anything? I'll tell you. There. Oh, go off and quick tangent or quick. Um, but yes, uh, there's actually a uh, there's those compilations on YouTube. I'll check out every so often. They were kind of. You know, it gets that nostalgia going. But one of the funny things about the theme song for Transformers, I was actually watching a, a YouTube video about this. It is so maddeningly timed. You you can't time it. It because it's such a cobbled together remix. The opening song, the original, you know, the first season. It is timed, and then it changes time immediately. It changes time again. It it jumps around so much because it was a cobbled together, you know, sort of um, thing really fast oh, you'll you'll notice awesome. subsequent seasons actually flow a little better but uh yeah um that's just so complete side note but yeah there's um there's jason the world warriors is one of the favorite ones to listen to but there's also a show that i didn't ever watch i don't know why i missed it somehow but the theme song is great uh it's um the adventures of the galaxy rangers check that one out oh yeah yeah I, I don't i remember that i remember that show i thought it was a pretty cool it was a pretty cool show it's a it's a nicely animated show though the opening for that is beautifully animated like top notch and the, the song's great i mean there's there's so many i can watch that i can watch theme songs opening theme songs for like half an hour just straight on they're great anything else that really jumps out at you like that you know what you know though strangely i hate the theme for robotech really can't stand it yeah it's very bad uh and there's a lot more that, that i want to say about that uh, but i don't think i really have time to go into it here we'll i'll, to I'll tell on, you we'll have to touch on that on the robotech episode yeah uh, but, actually uh, yeah, that, that same song the beginning of it, it the way it starts i absolutely love it as it goes on i don't care as much the opening of that gets me i, I just hmm. I, I see the uh where he's coming up through the uh the, the launch to the uh yeah, deck, the, the, yeah. The, the light going over his helmet that I can remember that so vividly, and the, the show itself I didn't really watch as much, but I love that, that opening. So yeah, we're way different on that one. But yeah, Anyways, I, don't, I don't like the I don't like the music, but uh, the uh, the opening like, clips are cool, and I think it's well mm -hmm. put together. But I, I just don't I just don't really care for that uh, music. Um, 
but I mean, I, I guess like, I don't know, like, like uh, Stranger Things, I guess like the best one, because like that style of music is up my alley. Um, yeah, lo-fi, electronica. Yeah, uh, but you know, a super underrated 80s uh, theme is, to, to me, and one that people forget about is uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Oh, um, yeah. It's one of my more favorite shows that's kind of gotten forgotten. Uh, but that theme, I swear to God, is one of the creepiest things that I have ever heard in my life. And uh, in a lot of ways, I think that that theme paired up with the opening video of that show. It's a lot scarier than a lot of the episodes of Tales from the Dark Side because, you know, I mean, I love the right show at all, but... Man. I actually, when I was younger, when that came on TV, it would come on like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock yeah, at night. Right, right. And, um, the opening of that scared the heck out of me. Um, yeah, and it has a kind of like the 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 uh, trees, you know, you know, you go down the road, it has the trees, and they kind of yeah. change the color. Yeah, that right. opening was great. Um, it really was freaky. That, narr- that narrator was, man oh. lives in the world. <laughs> like, dude, it's yeah. so good. Um uh but yeah i mean you know i love the show and all that but some of those episodes are pretty cheesy but in a way that i like yeah. which is i mean i like i like the show a lot even the cheesy episodes but um yeah they, they were not always uh always terribly scary um Real warriors I mean, yeah uh, and there's, um, there's so many good ones i mean we remember a lot of these things like uh we'll always remember i mean teenage mutant ninja turtles um that 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 theme is always in my head you know there's a bunch of yeah. other that theme, like I love that cartoon, but that yeah. that theme is it's such a earworm, it's, and it's yeah, it's not it, good to no, me. No, it's not. It's, it's not. Just, it. No, it's yeah. <laughs> I can no, see it to this day without. I haven't seen that show in so many years, but I can still see it. Seeing the theme song. Oh um, yeah, every, every no, yeah, every every lyric, every yeah. It just flowed really well, and it was not a good song, but it worked. It worked, man. Raphael is Raphael's cool, like but rude. Yeah, Michelangelo is a party dude. Um, <laughs> i don't uh I, I don't have a dumb transition this week uh because the name of the episode is just search and i and i didn't even i i, I was like ah that would just be too much of a stretch to do this but, yeah um, that was i was wondering how you're gonna do that I was, um, I was listening to you go along but yeah it's ultimate doom part two well part two but you know well, you know what i was gonna you know what i was gonna do well actually you know what i i, I do have one i'm gonna save that for next week though so y'all tune okay. in next week but uh um so ultimate doom part two search uh yeah, this man. one uh written by our friend uh baron douglas booth who we've talked about um the baron along with uh bryce malik who worked on defenders of the earth which speaking of theme songs oh yeah earworm earworm of a theme song yeah. and uh, i like that show a lot of the time uh that kind of came out of nowhere and pulled a lot of classic characters that they, they I, I like but it didn't seem hokey because those were like old character like, like we got the phantom in here which is it like, was like you and i you you you've uh we we game for a little while you know years for years and years but one of our favorite <laughs> things to do is pulp gaming right and we had such a good time that is a pulp show as a pulp it really is but i didn't really i didn't get that when i was a kid and i'm watching i didn't really yeah. get that it didn't None seem like did. you know like yeah it didn't seem like uh you know some old thing or something like that um but I, I I thought it was uh thought it was fun. Um, main writer on this one was uh, Earl Cress, who uh, wrote a lot of uh, Tiny Toons, uh, Animaniacs, oh. Pinky and the Brain, and that kind of thing. But uh, he also wrote a single episode of the new Leave It to Beaver, huh. which for That's for some reason was a show that I watched that show religiously. Really? It was a, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I it, it which is really weird. Um, I, I mean, I watched a lot of the original too on like like whatever like Proto Nick at Night that it came on. Yeah, back yeah, then. yeah. Uh, you know, you know, with like like Toby Gillis and Dick Van Dyke and yep. uh, like Gilligan's Island and that kind of stuff. But like w- when I was twelve, I was really excited for the new Leave It to Beaver for some reason. Um, 
and uh and i checked out like five minutes of an episode um earlier today and it's the worst thing i've ever seen (laughs) it it is it it is the most boomer show and i i think it was just that i had stockholm syndrome from (laughs) from superstation tbs from channel 7 tbs and i I was just like well wrestling comes on in two hours so i'm just going to turn on channel 7 and watch whatever's on channel 7 right through man like i I might watch the atlanta hawks game and like I didn't really care about the Hawks, but I'll, I'll watch a Hawks game when I was you know twelve years old, just because I I I, I got to watch NWA, got to watch Ric Flair yeah. at, at seven oh five p.m. I'll, I'll I got something to uh, bring up also. Um, you know, hey, you're you're a big fan of the um, I don't know the weird colloquialisms that they bring up the show, like uh, Selenium shin guards and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I was actually I was uh, a friend uh, of Black Zarek. Uh, he um he brought up. Basically, he did a little deep dive into, the, into those, uh, those 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 things, and uh, Ron Friedman is kind of the punch of guy on the um, on the uh, scripts. And the scripts, you know, were sent out, and he go in there and add these little colloquialisms to the uh, to the show, like just like you know one off things, it kind of pad the uh, script a bit. So Ron Friedman would be your guy who was responsible for doing that sort of stuff. On mm-hmm. and he had a lot to do with Transformers and a lot of other shows, but uh, also on top of that. You know how you're talking about, you know, Laserbeak as, you know, he's like the interns in here doing the uh, Laserbeak squawk that day. <laughs> right. So I found out a few things. I was like kind of you know, digging around, talking to some people. And Laserbeak is actually voiced by Chris Lotta, who does Starscream, also does uh, um, Wheeljack and Sparkplug. If you listen to uh, Wheeljack Sparkplug talk, it's kind of closer to his actual voice. That, that kind of, you know, hey, um, I can't do it. I'm not going to try. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the character of uh, voices of Wheeljack and Sparkplug, that's more close to what Chris Lotta sounds like, but he can do that screech. So he does a screech and they kind of, um, they kind of uh, add to it and, you know, enhance it when they, uh, for, for laser beak. So sometimes some, some screeches aren't as you know, accentuated, probably sounds a little different. So kind of get to the bottom of that whole mystery. No, good yeah. Good Anyways, stuff. let's go with the episode, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We get a, uh, we get a recap. Um, we ended the last episode with uh, the beginning of a Roland Emmerich movie. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> We get the cool narrator uh, again, who I love, the, the yeah. evil scientist. Man, uh, he needs to voice something else on another show or something. This guy needs to be like a, a main bad guy on something. Be fantastic! It sounds like a Bond villain. He does sound like a Bond villain. Yeah, he fantastic. I love it. In the opening of this episode, you see a really good image of Cybertron up in the uh, horizon. It looks really good. It looks like a um, kind of a matte painting, like oil painting in the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, beautiful, like way different than that that, uh, that crayon and uh, and um, color pencil drawing we saw at the end of the episode when it came to orbit. But you also see like, clouds and stuff on it. There, it. It looks like it has an atmosphere somehow, probably because it's you know pulling off atmosphere off the Earth. I, yeah, yeah. I, I will say that uh, the animation in this episode was uh, a lot better than like. That's not a high, not a terribly high bar from the last. I, I won't episode, say it's the worst in the series, but you can't get much worse than the last one. Bad. You can't get, but not much. Uh, yeah, so a spark plug is uh, is talking to Spike, or they're standing there together, and he's uh, the Decepticons will triumph. Join me, Spike. Join the conquerors. And, and, uh, and... But he still doesn't want to be called Dad. Like, I, oh, does he know on. who Spike is? He's brainwashed and all that, but does he know who Spike is? Yeah, but as it reminds him of uh, of his humanity, of his how good he could be if he uh, remembered his his son. You know, that he, that that connection is what could bring him back. So oh, like, that's no, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, that's I'll, uh, yeah, no, I'll uh, that, so. complete side tangent. I watched a movie called uh, uh, Synchronic, and he like the 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 guy in the uh, movie 
he if he can grip, grab some reality and kind of um, anchor him. So I think that's in a, in a way that's kind of what uh, this was all about. You know, saying you know you're my son or you're my dad. Um, there's a point in the uh, later later on the episode where he grabs his wrench and the kind of, same kind of thing. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, yeah, Ironhide uh, Ironhide goes. Like, he looks up. He see a few Autobots just sitting there. And he goes, I never thought I'd be sad to see Cybertron. <laughs> oh, Ironhide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spike grabs one of the, uh, the the space pyramid pylons we talked about in the last mm. episode, and he uses it to shoot another space pyramid pylon and blows it up. And uh, despite this, Starscream gets real mad, and he's like, "Don't you know that we're invincible? Like, well, apparently you're not, because your stuff just got blown up. Like, you're, you're not you're not really backing up your case for being being invincible here." Oh yeah, um, and I love it. They they go fly. Um, Thundercracker and him are flying, and they're they're flying into the wind. And uh, there's like Thundercracker fire, and he's like, "But we're going into the wind." <laughs> Thundercracker's like, "Dude, you can't shoot the fire into the wind." He's like, "I don't care, do it anyways." So he doesn't. And... So so first of all, Thundercracker's a supersonic jet, but he has flamethrowers that point forward. When are these ever going to be useful? uh he like, can fire, uh, uh, fire lassos like, on cybertron I, do, I, don't, I don't know i don't know i mean i can see them being like you know his like arm weapons yeah whatever, but like doesn't he have like some missiles or something or energy weapons yeah 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 it, it looks um, cool yeah. <laughs> so many you're like, you're, like, your own flame. you're gonna be you're gonna be flying faster than the fire anyway this is silly yeah um, jazz there's another dad dude, line out there that'll dude. teach you to play with fire blood and cracker Blundercracker. Blundercracker. Yeah, but see what's funny about that that scene is that uh jazz and uh, i think it's iron eye uh, or trailbreaker or the, or the trailbreaker that are standing yeah, there trailbreaker's there laughing with them yeah they're, they're just standing there they're, it's like the middle of this battle and they're just standing there like all casual and uh, like cracking dad jokes and laughing and, <laughs> i've heard of a hot foot but never a hot oh. nose <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Dude, god um right around this time also uh ravage straight up takes optimus prime to the ground he like oh, rear tackles yeah. him and knocks him to the ground but this then like, just randomly a tree branch uh, falls and hits some power lines and then it hits ravage and it shocks him and he runs away it was <laughs> the, ba- the balancing of the universe man that's all that was so yeah the um so sound wave starts emitting audio disruptor waves apparently didn't tell anyone about this like oh, i'm just going to do this to everyone which they didn't really think the whole uh, hypnochip thing through because it disrupts the hypnochips and all the humans. They're all like, what am I? Yeah, they're at? just running around like crazy. He's basically he's just giving them Havana syndrome, though. He is. <laughs> he's That's just, a great point. He's just using sonic warfare on these guys. But the, Decepticons, <laughs> the Decepticons apparently can tune it out. Yeah, like like they're which which makes that makes sense. You know, they developed a weapon that you know okay, so they would need to be immune to it. But um, the Autobots I, just cannot hang with these tasty waves of sound though, and uh, so they just transform and drive off. And, but but uh, hold on, but, uh, but there's a part here though because when Optimus okay. Prime tra- when Optimus Prime transforms, you see his trailer almost kind of materialize out of nowhere. It's got like energy coming off of it. So there's there's the the mystery of the of the trailer is that it just, it just it's just <laughs> solid energy. Like, I, I don't know. I guess so. Yeah, the um, I, I gotta tell you, it's been so long since I watched this. Uh, the first season, you know, all the way through. So I, I don't know the answer to this yet, but I'd be kind of like relearning it next week. But um, I almost wonder if that Doctor Archiveld noticing that audio disruptor waves have counteracted hypnochips is another Chekhov's gun. Okay, hey, we're gonna say this little thing, mm-hmm. we'll leave it there, and we're gonna go back to the rest of the episode because apparently that doesn't matter anymore. But you said it. It was it was a whole thing like okay this could be a way that they can undo everything 
but we're going to move on to the next scene. But what was see what was weird about that though was that okay it disrupted the guys that were already brainwashed, mm -hmm. but somehow CyberDoc adjusted the frequency of sound wave from the computer and mm -hmm. it hit the it hit the spike. Yeah, like, uh, like he got hypnotized by the sound wave by the sound waves, and yeah. and, and he and he goes totally like like deadpan, and then uh, you know Bumblebee is like get in, let's go, and he's like are you okay? And Spike's <laughs> like he goes he's like. What'd you say, Bumblebee? Am I okay? <laughs> yeah, fine. He looks like, just, he looks he's gar car sick and bumblebee. It's, he just sits on the seat. He's like, oh like he just he just did not like that ride. Oh, he's, he's so he so sleepy looking. It was just I'm good. Yeah, fine. Um <laughs> yeah. Bumblebee has a random blowout, which man, oh. give me a car that does this jacks itself up, takes his own lugs off and shoots the tire out of the, the front trunk. Dude, I want a car like that. Dude, why don't he just transform and do it himself? If he could do all that stuff, why don't he just transform take the tire off? I don't know. Um, uh, you know, I don't have a good answer for you. Let's just, like, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, Starscream gets a Megatron's face and uh, <laughs> about, about the plane. And, dude, Megatron slaps the taste out of Starscream. <laughs> He is straight up choking this dude. He tells him he's going to reduce him to titanium fragments. And Starscream is just, dude, he's like it, tail between his legs, whatever. And dude, I mean, it was just, it was it was brutal. There like, was he is, he said something along the lines of uh, that's the only warning you'll get out of me. I'm like really? So all the other warnings? Yeah, yeah. It's been it's nine episodes of warnings and yeah. But this is the last straw, and but yeah, he is, but he's just he's ruthless here. This is great. He's pissed. Um, yeah, uh, Power Glove Doc is making some more slaves. Uh, and Megatron, and he's he <clears throat> he tells him to he's talking to Megatron, and Megatron tells him, "Spare me your pomposity." <laughs> like, he doesn't he doesn't want to address this guy by his title or anything like that. This is great. Oh, um, yeah, so he's getting he's getting Doctor Archville. Uh, Megatron has said, "I'm gonna give some more raw material." And uh, he sends Laserbeak after Spike. Laserbeak has sounds like a Tie Fighter. He did. The, it was the exact, exact same sound. The exact sound, <laughs> sound effect. I know it was yes. great. Um, <laughs> he grabs Spike, but I love this. When he grabs Spike, he's flying off of them, and Blue Streaks just uh, going bam, 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 shooting. Spike's hanging. He's shooting. Oh, of, course, of course, he did. Because the auto again, the Autobots do not care about Spike. The second that Spike's in danger, their their knee jerk reaction is to just shoot at him. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, something's something wrong with Spike again. Let's just shoot at him, dude. Um, so drops him. Like Hound, it has a Hound that caught him. Hound, Hound drives over and like j jumps off the cliff, transforms so he can fall into his his um into the driver's seat. Apparently, completely unscathed, not even bruised. Uh, yeah. So great plan, guys. Anyways, uh, uh, before the, before this, uh, like a, little, a couple like a little before this though, uh, you know, at the last end of the last episode, like Doctor Power Glove was just mad at Megatron because Megatron's plan was going to destroy the Earth. He's like, "We well, didn't tell yeah. me the whole thing was going to destroy the Earth." You know that we we're going to have you know like like the movie twenty twelve going on. You didn't, you know, I, I didn't know about this. So, um, but now they just patch things up and now they're fine. Now they're just. They're just, they're just villain bros again, and uh, but as a matter of fact, and up to this point in the show, mm -hmm. there hadn't been any mention of those disasters that 
were such a big deal at the end of the last episode. Like, like I mean, the sky was dark, but that was really about it. But but then there was a bit with uh, like Optimus Prime and Ironhide were driving, and, and uh, the weather was so bad yeah. and they couldn't see. And Optimus Prime, he's going to deal. He doesn't care about this weather. He's 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 going to reverse the polarity of his windshield. Because <laughs> so really, see, that's how he sees. Yeah, so he can see better. And meanwhile, Jazz just has like a magnet, and he's like towing himself behind Ironhide. Ironhide. Like this, he's just he's just back there scatting, and he doesn't. Dude, he he doesn't care. Come on, I had it. You know, he's like, I'm gonna use my magnetic tow cables and just cruise with you. He says something along those lines. It was great. Um, Somebody called uh, Laserbeak a beryllium buzzard. That was good. Uh, They call him a they call him a tinfoil turkey later on too. That was uh, that was also good. Um, but now Spike's just not brainwashed anymore. Yeah, he's he's came out of it, I guess. Okay, so oh. um, something also here. Um, back where I was a few, a few minutes ago, where Helm catches uh, you know, Spike. Mm-hmm. Spike's like, but we gotta get Bumblebee. He's 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 falling in the uh, in the where the earthquake went off, and uh, so they go over there, and it is Wind Charger, it is um, Blue Streak, and uh, Hound. And Hound's Ooh. over there with this weird device trying to find like, oh, okay, I, he's very faint, but I found him. So Wind Charger. No, wind charger. Uh, that's wind the charger. that's the, the blue. Uh, he's like a blue and no, he's uh, like a red and silver Camaro. Um, he has like kind wind, of a squared off head. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's a, yeah, he's a gray and red guy. Yeah, he has a yeah. tractor beam. He has a tractor beam. Okay, so his whole thing is he uses magnets. That's his whole thing. His character is like always like has uses magnets to do different things, but for some reason he's got like a a bullhorn that is a tractor beam. So um, you know, Checks yeah, out. one one off. Yeah, it checks out completely. I mean, like the rest of the show checks out. Let me come on. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they they dig him out, and uh, and it wasn't was it Prowl that was there? It was some two eighty ZX. He was there. It was he's a like, Blue Streak, yeah, Blue Streak. Okay, so he's laughing at him, and he's like, "You long somebody mugged your manifold." Ha ha ha! And he's just making fun. Like Bumblebee almost dies. Yeah, and his friend is just sitting there, like like literally just making fun of him. Well, like like I've told you before, Blue Streak isn't named Blue Streak because he was colored blue with a silver hood. No matter what you think you saw, he he just talks a lot. He he talks with Blue Streak. He was blue with the silver hood. I swear to God, song. You saw him on the instruction panel. No, the... no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I'm telling, Anyways, I'm telling you. back to the episode. I'm telling okay. you. My my memories of 1984 are crystal clear. I can I tell you. You, you know, there's I, I, don't, syndrome, I, I right? don't I don't I don't know what's yeah, that. There, you're the syndrome for that, right? I also had the uh, the the. Boba Fett with the shooting missile. Yeah, everyone did. Like, I got it at home. I can't bring it. My dad won't let me. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, my, we uncle all at, my uncle at Nintendo has uh, given me all the cheat codes for her. <laughs> so later on, the first shipment of cubes is ready, and Megatron is using human slaves to gather or as a cover for the cubes. So, you know, I guess he hasn't seen the Autobots in action again, like trying to protect humans because he thinks the humans being in the way is going to protect the cubes. They have no problem shooting people. They'll, they'll shoot around him and almost hit him. You know, yeah, yeah um, okay, yes, you are correct. However, it, it has been proven a few times in the past in this show that anytime that, that there are times where Megatron does some kind of villain stuff and then Optimus Prime shows up and he's like, oh, I can't shoot at you because there's, there's humans there. Yeah. And they, they, they shoot at Spike. They'll shoot at Spike all day long. It's, he, he's he's different. That, he, he thinks yeah. he's people. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's just he's just an Autobot with that yeah. skin. Uh, but uh, but no, th- this actually that actually made sense. That was good villain reasoning. And uh, and yeah. uh, so it's like yeah, we're gonna put Spike. We're gonna you know, load up Skywarp with uh, Energon cubes. 
Sorry, everyone, if it was a weird glitch in there. We had a, I, I personally had a brownout here, so just change everything. So let's get back to it. Um, so yeah, anyway, so the Autobots are obviously having trouble with uh, the elements. They're, um, you know, Optimus Prime is talking about having reverse polarity on his windshield to repel hail and rain and all that sort of stuff. So Wheeljack has a brilliant idea. How about we get the guys who don't care about the elements, the Dinobots? This but, this makes this makes no sense. There's like earthquakes and uh, <laughs> like tsunamis, and they want to they want they just want to bring out like more chaos, more auto, more Autobots. Yeah, these guys that just yeah they just made a bunch of anarchy last time they were they were on this and <laughs> dude, uh, ooh me Grimlock not care about the planet. <laughs> You're on the he Earth. Oh yeah, he doesn't want to save the planet. He's dude. <laughs> so oh my god, Did he's like twenty. He's like a megacorp CEO from 2022. This guy oh. doesn't, he doesn't care about the planet, but then he has to, like, Wheeljack's like, wait a minute, hey, bro, you live on the planet. Oh, on the oh, planet. Yeah. Like, can we just have Wheeljack speak at the UN the next time we have some sort of an environmental crisis? Like, uh... <laughs> hey, you know, you live here, guys. You're going to need the earth around a little longer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You'd probably worry about climate change. Okay. Uh, you can't just stomp <laughs> around. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the thing is, there's two more Dynamots that we've uh, actually been introduced to. Yes, they're just there. This goes yeah, to show you the production, like release dates of season one, were always kind of messed up. Oh, I have, I have questions about this. Uh, yeah. in a couple of scenes here, but uh, yeah, but it, it's, I, know, it's, I knew uh, you were talking about Spike. Uh, Spike finds his dad's wrench and he gets all emotional about it. He's like, oh, my, dad, my dad's, my dad's, my dad's wrench. wrench. <laughs> he gets all, all, yeah, choked up about this dad's favorite wrench, man. I, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, he, but, it was his wrench. They had the uh, the uh, little punch um, label put on, like right, right we plug with Wiki, <laughs> right, right. Journeyman, so, uh, everything, platform, <laughs> my, uh, what's Crystal Miner and Taylor for large robots. Oh yeah. man! So, <laughs> so the the, the Roland Emmerich movie starts going on in the uh, inside of the arc, dude. Optimus Prime solution to every problem transform guys it's every time something goes wrong god god transform come on we gotta we gotta transform and get it and roll it's out like a nervous let's, let's do this Dude, he's just constantly all right oh like uh, hey guys it's up to transforming oh transform man transform. <laughs> so um so they get out of the uh they get out of the arc and the the volcano in the arc has become active again and, yeah, and it blows volcano. up but it like but it, it throws them, there's three Autobots, just throws them out of the thing, and they're just tumbling through the sky. It's so, so funny. Like, there's, like, Ratchet and two other guys, I think. Yeah, Ratchet and Pepper uh, Wind Charger. Dude, these guys are just, like, oh, oh they're tumbling through the sky. It was so funny. I think Iron and Man then, goes, holy halogen luminators. <laughs> I missed that. No, that's good. Oh, yeah. But then I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, there's, there's this mystery dude here. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that Jetfire? Wait, wait a second. You mean oh. the episode that we skipped that I brought up, Fire in the Sky? Because it wasn't released yet. So, right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh no, this is this is a Jetfire. This is Skyfire. Yeah. This is uh, which uh, which I know that there's some we we got some really good info from uh, from one of the guys in one of our groups that yeah. uh, once that episode comes out, I think we should touch on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. But um, so this is a this is a, a case of this airing after the the debut of. Of Jetfire or Skyfire? Or yeah, no, Fire and Sky Jet debuted before SOS Dinobots, I believe, which is why <clears throat> oh. I had actually watched uh, Fire and Sky previous to SOS Dinobots. 
and yeah it was all kind of messed up they uh when you see in streaming services like I, i'm watching on tubi i have it on dvd and blu-ray and all that sort of stuff it doesn't matter i still watch it on tubi because i don't want to dig out dvds uh so anyways the way it's on there um it's, it's kind of in a chronological order but the way it, it actually premiered is the way we're doing it so yeah okay Skyfire, he was just you know they're hiding in the closet the entire time i'm just gonna come yeah, it, just, it just shows up um like swoop and snarl yeah Prime tells Ironhide to go turn the volcano off. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> this is not how volcanoes work, man. Like, like, I'll, I'll, get right, I'll get right on that. Optimus Prime apparently also a 2022 uh, Megacorp CEO. Or, or maybe he would just go on to be a Captain Planet villain at some point. Because uh, this guy just has no idea how the Earth, how the Earth works. I'm apparently. actually shocked that uh, Ironhide didn't go, let's bring in some liquid-cooled nitrogen and shot some you know, liquid-cooled nitrogen into the volcano. I was waiting for that. No, that, would made, that would have made sense. But what was funny about it is that he drives off, and then up, and they're like, "Well, what's he gonna do, Optimus?" And Optimus Prime's like, "I don't know." And he just, oh, I don't know. I'm just sitting in there to, to do something. Like, I don't know what you're supposed to do, but just go do it. <laughs> well, good luck, buddy. I don't know what you're gonna do, but do it well. Dude, he's the worst boss. Starscream's a, Starscream's a better boss than Optimus Prime is at this point. Ooh, this, that, is, that's a, uh, that's pretty strong words, man. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of that, though, speaking of Starscream, back in the Decepticon base, there's a sea quake going on, and there's a sediment going down the mountainous uh, mountain under the, under the ocean next to the Decepticon base, and the Decepticon base starts tilting like this, and Thundercracker has like a bunch of energon cubes in his cockpit. It's open. He just starts sliding back, like he has no ability to stop sliding. And he slides, and like energon cubes start flying everywhere, blowing up, and. uh Starscream starts giving Megatron such crap about it. And he's just like, look, you're a good plan, boss. Like, um, didn't, yeah, he get, he, didn't he get his final warning earlier? I mean, it, yeah, he, he did, yeah. He's, he's, been, he's been on probation this whole episode, and he had his final warning, but now he's getting another final. Uh, I, I, man, his come up is so he'll, 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 he'll come up eventually. But yeah, so <laughs> let me look back at my notes here. Spike is holding Spark Plus wrench when suddenly the volcano is becoming active again. The volcano is empty. Like you were talking about before, the volcano. There was an empty skylight going out of the ship. There was a there was a side door on the ship going out of the side of the mountain. <laughs> it would have come out. Yeah, it would have come out. Come out of there first. Yeah. That's bad. It's, but so that that's fine because the Dinobots decide that they're going to stop all these disasters, and so one of them like walks into some waves, and I guess this just, just dissipates the waves. <laughs> I, I don't I, like so, so one of them bites down. Well. They are because one of them bites down a tree and that apparently uh, fixes some stuff. And yep. then there's like like a giant fissure in the earth and it's cracking open. And one of them just kind of straddles it and stands there and it just keeps it from from. Uh, what are these guys doing? Like, they're they're dumb. They are um, they are um, force gumping their way through this and they're working it. It's working. Through. Like I'm just gonna <laughs> dumb luck my way through this and it works. <laughs> This was comical. It was so yeah. funny that I was like, "Like this is supposed to, this is supposed to do this." So, they, it's, it's all about self-preservation. They're like, "Yeah, we got to look after ourselves." So, this is what's happening, like, guys. Like, can we have like, like I live in a hurricane-prone area. Can, can I have these guys the next time that a hurricane hits here? So I can just have a walk into the hurricane, walk, in, walk into a hurricane, and just <laughs> ward it off. Although I will say that you know, once back in the '90s, we got hit with a hurricane. And uh, there was a local church that decided to go to the beach and pray it away. Yes, I, I, I completely back you up there because I remember this too. I didn't have power for a week. It was. Um, I think, I it, was think it was. I think it was. I think it was both actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. They didn't pray uh, hard no, no, apparently not. Mm -hmm. um, man, so Skyfire is huge. 
Yeah, he, is. he he, tra- he transforms because he's a, he's like a little bit bigger than Optimus Prime he's, when they were in robot form. But they transform, and he's like a full blown transport. He's got like a ram. He's got like a Millennium yeah. Falcon ramp and all this stuff, and they all load up inside of him. Yeah, he's like he's a I like to call it space taxi. That's yeah. pretty much what he is. He but is yeah. Uh, yeah, they fly. They, he flies everybody up to the the Autobots that are left. Anyway, there's only like a handful. I don't know whatever. I guess everybody else is still on Earth, um, <laughs> helping out and stopping earthquakes. Before this happens, though, Optimus Prime is like talking. I can't remember who he's talking to. He's like, "Okay, don't tell Spike about what's happening, what's going on in Cybertron." And Spike's down there, like he he's like Optimus Prime is trying to spell out, you know, O U T, so the dog doesn't freak out. Uh, he's like, Optimus, I'm right here. What's happening? Oh, um, so your dad's on Cybertron. They, they just, but he called him the boy. The he boy. Like, oh, don't let the boy know that his dad got. Don't let the boy know what we know. It's just his dad. He's been pining over the last two episodes. He's holding his wrench. He's finally. holding his wrench. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they go to Cybertron. They go to Cybertron. Um, so at some point, uh, Bumblebee, Spike, and uh, some other guy, is this Braun. Gears? Braun, okay. Braun. Um, they're climbing through ventilator shafts on Cybertron. Yep. Why does Cybertron have HVAC? Like, nobody breathes on that planet. Like, what's the point of, why do they need ventilation? What are they ventilating? Because it's an 80s show, man. That is an 80s trope, if I ever heard one, crawl through the ventilator shafts. Oh, no, it, it absolutely it, is. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, 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 the plot of, that's the plot of Die and yeah it's true actually one of your favorite movies best christmas it's the, movie it's the best american action movie of all time I, I do love it so the best part is they fall into they happen to fall into the decepticon headquarters and there is a step-by-step tutorial on the hypno chips on the big villain crt oh it's, it's, a, conv- it's a huge thing it's conv- chips. conveniently labeled on there it's very nice <laughs> did you notice did you notice also that um a, a lot of the uh, the furniture and the stuff in in here was uh human scaled yeah, like the like the doors were human sized doors. Now there's actually we can that you can kind of explain that away because remember Megatron said that yeah hey, I've actually duplicated your computer on Cybertron so you can go there and do it. Oh, he did say that. So yeah, you know that. you can explain yeah. it away. It, it's it's yeah obviously it's stupid oversight but you could explain it away. Anyways, um, that makes sense. Sparkplug shows Sparkplug shows up and apparently Spike had dropped had taken the wrench with him and he left it <laughs> on this crate but then he like spark plug finds it he's like my favorite wrench he's really he's got he my all, label he, still on it spark he gets, plug all wiki. he gets all wistful about this wrench <laughs> but then the brainwashing takes uh, back over and he again dad don't call me that don't call me that and then it, sound alarm and, and then he 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 loses the ability once again to use articles in a sentence and and, and he hits the alarm and that's the end of the episode yeah uh we, we get we get a, a, a like a bit of a cliffhanger so there's we 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 assume there's some decepticons coming um we assume that uh, or we get the you know in the next episode of transform so yeah uh so yeah that was, and that was it um i gotta say First impression, uh, like I said, the uh, the show is the episode is animated so much better than the last one. It was a leaps and bounds yeah. better than the last one. I, I I didn't see like really any farmed out stuff or no like randomly terribly yeah. animated things. I mean the, the normal you know issues of like scale stuff, but I, I I've just I've just come to make peace with, with the scale being bad. Um, You'll be much happier that you did. Uh, well, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it every episode because it's, it's pointless. Um, it's you know, I mean, I can sit here and say like, well, I mean, Bumblebee's tires are smaller than Spike's feet, 
Well, actually, yeah, what, yeah, what, what, whatever, man. It's yeah, yeah, it's, it's what we're like. There's a there's a micro cassette which is you know slotted in the palm of my hand, but he's when he transformed, he's bigger than a man. Like yeah, man, whatever, man. It's like I'm I'm done with that. Uh, but all in all, this one was pretty fun, man. This uh, <laughs> th- this had like a crazy breakneck pace. Like this just went nonstop. Um, and, like a Roland Emmerich t- t- movie. Uh, like a Roland Emmerich movie, yeah, exactly. So you would get the, the day after tomorrow here, um, but the, the, I mean, to the point where things were like uh, forgotten and glossed over, or just briefly touched on, or people's names that need to get mentioned. Like, I, like I, there were like multiple dudes that did things that I didn't. I, like, I don't remember these guys' names from episode one. They didn't say their, you know, they didn't say Braun's name again, or Gears, or Huffer, Hernies, or any of these guys. I don't like. I don't like. Like it was just like like rapid fire with this stuff but um we got some more mentions of astro seconds in this which is always a plus for me and uh always bumps it up a couple points um but uh all in all man my uh, my kid brain on this one uh I, man dude, it was just non-stop and i am like I, i've got to know what happens next so kid brain's gonna have to go four reverse polarity titanium fragments out of five super fun nice. super fun episode yeah, you got to make sure you can see your windshield because that's where your eyes are. Uh, yeah, man. Um, honestly, this is um, this is one of those episodes. It was almost it, it's too bad that it aired out of out of order because this is one of those episodes that is a culmination of all these characters that we have been seeing during season one showing up and doing things like Skyfire, like the other two Dinobots. It's like all hands on deck. Like you know, you know when you have like an Avengers Assemble moment that the the uh, the everything going on is so dire that everyone gets brought in and their own special abilities are used, you know, space taxi, uh, Skyfire, and uh, the Dinobots apparently are going to idiot way their way through um, fixing everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic episode. Actually, I, I love this. Um, that's, that's one of the things I like about going back and watching these again, because I haven't watched this, these three episodes. Actually, we'll go into something else. There's a fourth episode that goes with this in so long that, kind of forgotten how good they are and it does flow really well the pacing's great uh there's th- plenty of things to laugh at but it was a good fun uh, action-packed episode so i will definitely be with you on this one i will give four left behind because of memories wrenches on the table out of five and uh yeah i'm right there with you man um great great fun and i really can't wait to see uh the next episode on this one four sentimental wrenches out of uh... yeah yeah, titanium fragmented wrenches. Out of, uh, <laughs> yeah, out of, out of five. Yeah, this was, this, yeah, this was a really fun episode. And uh, I've got to get one of those label makers. Once you punch the uh, letters in, I just can, just, you, can you still can you still get those? This oh, I'm thing? sure you can find one of those. I, I think they're it's... probably like two hundred dollars on you know some uh, like flea market place. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so fun episode, and um, I want to really uh, bring it up again, where um, I appreciate uh, people reaching out to us, like uh, Jess, big big fan of uh, re- reaching out and like sharing your memories with us, really cool stuff. Um, you know, Ed and I grew up in like what I would like to think is like the best time for uh, toys and cartoons. So going back to this, it's it's not just about Transformers in a way; it's more like about that time growing up, and uh, that's kind of the special thing about it. So it's been a lot of fun and. And hearing other people and the kind of sharing in that, it's been really cool. Um, Danny on Twitter, man, really cool to see you on there all the time. And I don't know what happened. I'm not complaining. I don't, I'm not complaining at all. I woke up one morning and someone had shared us somewhere. We had like 74 new fresh downloads. And I was like, oh my God. I texted Ed. I'm like, 
dude, what happened? So um, I was really excited to uh, break 500 downloads on uh, episode eight. I thought I was going to have to go into uh, episode nine to do it, but uh, we had a bump halfway in the week. So I will say this. If you are enjoying this, share it with your friends who might you might enjoy it also. Um, I, I don't know how I'll say it. This has actually been a lot of fun, and I think people are actually picking up the fact that you and I are genuinely enjoying ourselves and like <laughs> and, like spreading this with, you know, other people and it's been just a lot of fun doing it so um i will i'll say if you like it share it with a friend they can share it with their friend and it's like a it's like a parent scheme but like cool stuff and no money involved <laughs> so uh yeah um yeah. I, I'll, I'll say also uh if you guys want to get a hold of us uh more than meets these guys at gmail.com ed hates transformers at gmail.com mtmtg pod on twitter and uh, I'll put the link to the Discord in the uh, in the show notes and link to all the socials, honestly. Um, so I want to make sure if you want to talk to us, you want to hang. I, I, I kind of want to see if I can figure out, because I'm um, kind of an inept at this sort of stuff, and I'm learning as I go, how to do maybe a live stream for the movie. We can get some people on here to watch it with us. Maybe we can do that if it works out. We'll see. It's kind of a pie-in-the-sky idea. So uh, I just kind of want to keep this going and try to expand and do new things with this. I think it'd be really cool. So um, I'm sorry, Ed, I kind of took over the end here, but uh, back to you here. Oh, no, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's oh, I have to do, I have to do a quote. Dude, did you forget? I forgot the quote. Um, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because uh, fate rarely calls upon us at a moment of our choosing. Optimus Prime? OP. That is uh, yes. uh, my man, OP. Yep. Um, All right. Everyone, thanks so much for being here again, and please uh, reach out to us. I personally love it. I think it's great, um, and I just want to keep like slowly building this community. And uh, and the more we know people are out there listening, the more fun it is for me, and I know it is for Ed too. And I, I Ed, you've been telling me how you actually it's nice that the um, the fandom has actually been really open and welcome and really cool. Yeah, you, you know, that's a. I, I don't want to be the guy that just talks negative about a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, a lot of times, I, I don't. I don't really like a lot of fandoms, to be honest. Mm -hmm. There's a, a lot of them are. Uh, I find. I, I don't. I don't almost say toxic because uh, I, I get really tired of that word. But um, a lot of them just are, are tend to be really uh, standoffish to to people or whatever. But uh, every interaction I've had with Transformers fans so far has has been awesome. Uh, everybody's super cool. Um, uh, I, you know, to be honest, when we started doing this, I expected a whole lot of, like, you guys don't know what you're talking about, or <laughs> like, like who's this guy? This guy doesn't even know anything about Transformers. He's doing a Transformers podcast, but, uh, but I mean, everybody's, I don't know, everybody's been, everybody's been super cool. Every amount of feedback that that we've gotten has been really good, and I, and I, I really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, every every bit of every comment, every email we get is is awesome. So um, yeah, cool. um, so yeah, yeah, you guys are rad. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll bump you guys up pretty close to uh top five fandoms oh god and, uh, yeah cool. man yeah it's, it's it's a good community i mean uh, i mean like i've said before horror horror fans are 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 just the sweetest people on the face of the earth and, and i love them um but you know i'll tell you you know a close second sleeper fandom that i love mm -hmm. that are the most charming bunch of nerds on the face of the earth are old school star trek fans yeah yeah, yeah, so, totally. the, 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 like uh, th there's a local group that like th these guys have like monthly dinners and stuff here 
Yeah, uh, yeah, they have an event called uh, Dinner at Ten Forward, and uh, I don't, go, I don't, I don't go to these, mind you, but it's very cool that the they, they go to like restaurants and they they they, they they're great, like a banquet hall, and they show up at the in, in like these full like Starfleet uniforms and that's stuff. That's cool, and I'm man. Like, I'm like, man, that's that's really that's really cool. That's a, that's a charming little thing, and I really like it. I like that it exists. It's not really, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I don't, I, I don't think that's for me. I like, I like Star Trek. Like, I like, I really like Star Trek, but yeah. I mean. I, I just I don't know I just don't uh, I don't think I engage on that level with a, with a lot of yeah, with a whole that. lot of things so I mean uh, but yeah I mean no I, but no Transformers guys y'all are all are rad and keep it up and we will see you all next week all right sounds great all see right. you all later.